What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rose, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Dew Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. everyone welcome into another episode of kentucky daily a daily podcast covering your university of kentucky wildcats i'm sean smith joined by derek terry eric a lot has happened since we uh recorded two episodes on monday we, we took the last couple of days off because there, there wasn't a ton of news you've had the uk pro day you've had grant bingham commit to kentucky football you've had coaching carousel going crazy on college basketball so uh Busy week of news that I'm sure we're going to have to catch up on. It has been, but that's good. I mean, um, happy to have something to talk about. And I guess the question I ask, Sean, for today, all these college basketball hires, could they have not waited one more day? Because you had everybody like, oh, this isn't real. Roy Williams isn't really retiring. It's the April Fool's joke. Chris Beard's not really going. So you had all these things. Uh, but they're all true. They're all true. Uh, and we'll we'll get into that more. But I would say immediately as we record this, the big news was definitely Grant Bingham. Um, that came out last night that Kentucky, well, Vince Merrill is who tweeted it. Of course, Kentucky's uh, associate head coach and a former guest of this show who had been on. Uh, Vince Merrill tweeted about a big commitment coming, and it was uh, literally and figuratively listed at six foot six, three hundred two pounds from Eastern Kentucky, from Paintsville, home of the Fighting John Hills, who was a guest not too long ago uh, from Johnson Central High School. So. This is a good commitment, I think, for Kentucky. He had a lot of offers, Sean. He had Stanford, Michigan, Notre Dame. I mean, a lot of a lot of really elite academic institutions. Um, but he's chosen to stay home and play for Kentucky. And this is uh, another four-star. He's now a top-rated guy in Kentucky's class. Another six oh six guy. That's right. I keep like how, like how crazy is that? We were we were just talking the other day about how kids. It's rare to see kids get opportunities at that level, and you've now had two in a matter of days, in less than a week, that have committed to Kentucky, uh, a big-time big time talent. Uh, anytime Vince Merrill previews a commitment or teases a commitment, you know it's going to be a big one. For sure, and, and this one was, I mean, Bingham is someone that I, I think there was a time when, when – and. Hopefully we can get him on the show to talk about his commitment, but I think there was a time where people felt like he was trending away, that he was going to go out of state, either to Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame was a big one that people thought uh, might be able to prime away from the state. But he stays home. And think about this now, Sean. Um, the four commitments Kentucky has, like I said, Bingham is now the top-rated guy. He is in the composite rankings 296 nationally, pretty solid, 300 top 300 prospects. So you got Bingham, Jeremiah Caldwell, who's also a four-star. Trevion Longmire is a high three-star, and so is Andre Stewart. But all of those guys, to start this class on at least one of the major scouting services, which I would consider to be um, 24-7 rivals in ESPN, uh, everyone's at least a four-star on one of those sites. So that's a strong start. Um, obviously, you got to hold on to them. you got got a ways to go. But I feel good about the areas that they've recruited these kids, Bingham, 
Bingham and Longmire, you don't think two Eastern Kentucky kids or Southeastern Kentucky kids are going to be going anywhere else. Caldwell, Michigan's been really good to UK. Matter of fact, I don't think they've ever had a decommitment for Michigan. Uh, Stewart, I think, will be the tough one to hold on to, but obviously, you know, UK's the leader right now. He's committed, but he's, I think he'll have all the Southern powers after him. But either way, it's a great start. And uh, I mean, you think about this for Eric Wolford. He is, John Schlarman laid a lot of the groundwork, and I'm sure if we talk to Grant, he'll talk about Coach Schlarman. But he is going to be walking into uh, quite the collection of talent on that offensive line. They just keep building that big blue wall. They do, and you know you were you were asking a minute ago. Hopefully that we can get him on, and yeah, it is confirmed. You will have an episode with uh, Grant Bingham later today. So if you're listening to that one or this one, make sure you find that one in your feed because it will be available too. Uh, Derek, that's something we're always excited to do is get these guys on the show so the fans can hear from them, and uh, we always try to do that when a new commitment pops up. For sure. Well, I'll be looking forward to that. We better better get moving on this episode then. Yeah. Talking about these other things. So let's just go ahead and just jump in. We'll, let's talk pro day for just a few minutes before we get into the craziness that's going on around college basketball. Who are some guys to you? I missed it yesterday. I didn't even get to watch it, but I went back and obviously saw the highlights and stuff on Twitter. A lot of guys really helped themselves yesterday, but I think the thing that kind of take away the most, I thought that I – I thought that me benching six, seven, eight reps, 225 was a big deal. And then Landon Young goes out there and just decides to do 34 just like nothing. Arm strength, he said, or somebody <laughs> said. Uh, no, Jamin, obviously, 42-inch vert. I mean, he he solidified himself. I don't think there was really much question at this point if he'd be a first-round guy. Um, but there's really no question at this point that he's going to be. I'm, I'll be curious to see if these guys um, – well, I don't know. I don't know. There's not a combine, I guess, is there, this year at this point? But Or maybe – I'm not sure how that works this year, actually. I'm not sure how Because I know guys work. got invited, but I don't know how it's going to work. But either way, what I'm trying to say is Brendan Eccles ran like a 4.28 yesterday. <laughs> and if they actually – if he's that fast, I mean, that is incredible. I kind of feel like – I want to see some official times, right? Yeah, I want to see that laser time. Either way, I mean, 4.28 handheld, that's – that's some big time speed that I didn't know if he really had, but it didn't seem like anybody had a bad day, really. It seemed like everyone who participated did something well, and I'll be curious to see. I mean, you, you know, Davis and Joseph are going to be locks to get picked. Uh, I would think Drake Jackson's going to get selected at some point. I mean, shoot, I would think London would too. I mean, London Young was a basically a three-year starter at left tackle. Didn't have any, you know, there's no character concerns. There's no off-the-field type deal. I mean, he played well. He was an all-SEC type player. Like, I would be stunned if that kid didn't get drafted by somebody. I mean, and if he doesn't get picked, he's definitely going to get signed. I mean, he's he's going to have a chance to play professional football. So, I thought it was a positive day for yesterday, and it seemed like, if you read some of the scuttlebutt, that some recruits took notice, too, of what was going on with yesterday's numbers and things like that. It's a good, it's a good time for Kentucky football, right? Pick up really that is, commitment yeah. last week, and then you have a successful pro day, all eyes on your program. And then I noticed it last night. I'm, I'm sitting at Buffalo Wild Wings having dinner with a couple of friends, and I'm watching NFL Network, and on the, the ticker at the bottom, you keep seeing the U.K. logo go across, Derek. You see Kelvin Joseph's name pop up. You see Jamin Davis' name pop up. That's a big deal for this program because there were a lot of years where we'd look up and it would be NFL Net, like NFL Network or coverage, and you wouldn't see the U.K. logo. You see the thing everybody would joke about would be – 
You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The other prospects, all their highlights would be against Kentucky. Yeah, that's what he was UK It seemed like every time Florida or somebody from Alabama or somebody was doing something, it was always against UK. Tim yeah. Tebow had plenty of highlights against Kentucky. Yeah, so that's a good reversal, and uh, that's not going to stop. They're going to keep having guys, uh, maybe maybe some years more than others probably, but they're always going to have, at this point with the talent they've recruited, there will be plenty of draft picks from Kentucky. They, they've done a really good job. They have. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. So uh, yesterday, huge day for the program. Follow it with Grant Bingham today. You will hear from Grant on Kentucky Daily later today as well, probably right after you listen to this episode. They both should be up uh, at the same time, unless you listen to this one as soon as it publishes. But let's move on for a few minutes, and let's just talk about everything that's happening around college basketball. So the transfer portal, Derek just continues to climb, and maybe I put the bar too low when I was talking about 1,400 because it certainly looks like it's going to go beyond that. I'm trying to load and see here. So it was at, Travis Branham said five hours ago, it was at 1,107, and that was before Roy Williams announced his retirement and before Chris Beard decided to move just across the state to Austin and take the Texas job. So that's a portal, I think, that's just going to continue circulating and adding names. And we might get to the 1,400 by the time we record next week, maybe by the end of the week. Who knows? Yeah, I saw Texas Tech already had a kid go into the portal. So this has happened even. So 1,108, we know that. <laughs> yeah, there uh, there have been a lot of yeah, – a matter of fact, I'm just seeing – I got a little sidetrack. I'm on Twitter – it's snowing so hard here at baseball opening day. I won't I won't talk about the Reds too much, but it's opening day for baseball. Miguel Cabrera hit a home run to right field, and it was snowing so hard in Detroit that he slid into second base because he didn't know he hit it out. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a pretty funny thing. Baseball. But, uh, no, college basketball, like, right around the time that Grant committed, you had Cade Cunningham announce that he's going to the NBA, which is no surprise, but still newsworthy because he's probably the number one pick. And then you had Chris Beard. Jeff Goodman is the first that I saw. Maybe someone else reported it, but Jeff Goodman reported that, yeah, Beard was leaving Texas Tech for Texas. And all that happened within, it felt like a, a minute and a half of each other. So things were going crazy earlier this afternoon. But that's a big-time pull, Sean, to, to get – obviously I know Beard had a long history with Texas. He went there, probably his dream job, if I had to guess, so he lands it. But this is a guy, dude, two years ago, he had Texas Tech in the in the national championship, nearly won a national title with Texas Tech. So for Texas to be able to pull a coach like that within its own conference, you don't really see a whole lot of that anymore. 
No, and, and that actually gets me thinking. Somebody put something on Twitter this morning about how many coaches have gone from school to school in the same conference. The only one that I can remember is Tubby Smith from Georgia to UK. I don't – I'm trying to remember as far as major conference, like SEC, Pac-12, Big Ten. The only – and then somebody replied to – uh, Eddie Fogler went from Vandy to South Carolina. I have no idea when that was. I don't even know those that name. But it doesn't happen much. No. Um, yeah, basically not at all. I'm sitting here trying to think. And Tubby would have been, yeah, would have, would have been the only other guy. And also you think about some of these best job categories too. That's been something that's been thrown around a lot today. Like what's the best job in college basketball? Well, well think about how long some of these jobs have been occupied. Cal's been at Kentucky for 12 years. Roy Williams had been at North Carolina since 03. And I mean, think about that. I mean, that was, they pulled him from Kansas. So uh, probably in any jobs list, you would have Kansas in the top five. And again, it's another guy. No, but again, it's another guy with history. But what I'm getting at is like coach K has, has whatever he's turned Duke into such a great program. Like it's been filled for, has he been there for over 40 years? I don't even know how long. I mean, it's been forever. It seems like that he's been there. And, We'll see when that job comes open how how it's perceived. I'm sure it feels like a school to me that will probably hire one of its own. Same with North Carolina to be, you know, matter of fact, I think they'll probably hire somebody from from that tree. They seem to always do that. So it's uh for the pandemic and how people didn't know how it would be affected financially. This has been quite the college basketball carousel. I mean, you've had Indiana, Texas. North Carolina now, and then Texas Tech is, I mean, that's a solid job. Texas Tech, like, Beard's been there. That's a big name. Uh, Billy Gillespie, huge name, right? Was the coach there at one point. Uh, you know, it's a good job, I think. And whoever gets that job, Oklahoma, I don't want to short them. Uh, the Sooners out there, Joe Masada, my buddy, uh, following along with that. I saw that they're actually hiring a women's coach, too. So it's kind of pulling double duty out there, having to hire a men's and a women's basketball coach. But, it's been kind of an exciting carousel, and any rumors, though, of, of John Calperi to Texas died today. So Entirely. Entirely, yeah. So Cal to North Carolina, I guess, will be the new rumor that, that pops up here soon. The Roy Williams news, um, it's huge, and it's something you and I have talked about with not just Roy. We've talked about it with uh, Coach – talking Coach K, John Calipari, Roy Williams, Bill Self. All these jobs at these elite schools, when you're talking elite, you're talking Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky. At some point, Derek, in this decade, you could see all four open. At some, at, not at the same time, but you could all see that. That's four important jobs that are probably going to be vacated at some point in the next decade. I mean, Coach K is not getting any younger. Cal, it, it's hard to see Cal getting to a point of 20-plus years. At UK, and then how long is Bill Self going to survive whatever in the heck happened out there? Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking today. Like a lot of the college, legendary college coaches we've grown up familiar with. Like as far as I can remember, watching college basketball, Roy Williams has been the head coach at um, at North Carolina. Obviously, Coach K, Jim Beheim, just guys like that, you know, um, who have been around a long time. These are guys who are. You know, staples of college basketball. Cal's the same way. Rick Patino, we don't hear as much about anymore, but obviously he's still coaching. But he's in his 70s at this point, I think. So, you know, 
uh, who's going to outlast all the others? I don't know. I mean, Coach Coach K is 74, I think. I looked today. He's 74. Cal is Cal's still fairly young compared to some of these other guys. I think yeah. 62 years old. So we'll see how long he wants to keep going. But that was – I wouldn't say it was shocking news just because that had been – there had been rumblings of that for a few weeks now. But it's still – as far as guys we've seen, Sean, I think – I mean, he had one of the best careers – just an awesome career, man. A uh, guy from Marion, North Carolina, who coaches high school ball for a few years, goes to be an assistant at North Carolina under Dean Smith, gets his own job at Kansas, does a great job at Kansas, and comes home and leads North Carolina to what, three titles? Yeah. Or, yeah, three titles at North Carolina. So, 05, 09. And 17. And 17. So, yeah. what a career, man. And I'll Absolutely. miss him. He was someone that I liked. I was fortunate enough when obviously when they played Kentucky to attend one of his press conferences. Like those are, I was in college then. Like that that's a cool thing for a young reporter. I think to be around guys like that. Same deal with Coach K. I know a lot of UK fans don't like him, but like just being in the presence of someone like that who is uh, has such a storied past with with yeah. college basketball. It's really cool. It is, and I remember. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a few years older than you, so I can remember Roy's late days at Kansas, like '98, 2003. Lost to Syracuse in the title game, Carmelo Anthony, 2003. I remember that press conference. I think he went to North Carolina right after that, if I'm not mistaken. I can even remember Bill Self at Illinois before he went to Kansas and built that team into a powerhouse that Bruce Weber kind of inherited there early. It's crazy because it, it it's just one guy, but it it's the end of an era, not just if you're a North Carolina fan, but it's the end of an era if you're a Kentucky fan because that's an era that, brought on a lot of good moments and a lot of good games between Roy's Carolina teams, Roy's Kansas teams, Kentucky teams. Um, when you're a fan of the sport, and Roy, and as a Kentucky fan, Roy wasn't someone, you you didn't like Roy. Like maybe you, you didn't cheer for Roy in North Carolina. But I don't think that I, I never had a point in any point as a fan when I was just a Kentucky fan before I started working media, Derek, that I, I hated Roy Williams. You know, there's coaches out there that you just can't stand. Roy was always one that I respected. Certainly. I agree with that. And um, I think that's what makes him a legend, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I just does make me a little bit sad. Like, there will be a new, you know, there will be a new breed of coaches who come up, new guys who make their mark on the game and will coach a long time. I mean, I'd say Beard is, is in that range, someone who you would expect to – now that he's got that job at Texas, who knows how long he'll be there? You know, he might you know, be coaching there 20 years from now. So there will be new guys come in, but I, I will have a soft spot, I guess, for, for Will Williams. And maybe not on a personal level for, like, Coach K, but, like, just what he's meant to the game and his legacy. Those guys are, you know, I, I just think people will miss them when well, they're gone, either cheering for them or cheering against them. I think well, they will be missed. There's people that listen to this podcast who are older than us that – probably missed the Bobby Knights, the John Woodens, the Dean Smiths. Yeah. I mean, those guys. I mean, that's just a part of the game that it's an error. I mean, it's like in professional sports when you go through and you, you follow an athlete from his time into the NBA to the time he re- retires from Major League Baseball. It's just certain people, there's that group of four to five to six names that really make an error what it is and special. And Roy was one of those. Um, yeah. And, I mean, just a – Unbelievable career, obviously. Kentucky got the got the the good side of 
of it a couple of times, and they got the bad side of it a few times. That's what made it exciting. Uh, well, it felt like the – Yeah. There was a lot of good moments. Well, it felt like the, the 2010 game at Rupp Arena with John Wall, to me, it felt like the first game that Kentucky was back. I mean, Carolina, they don't have a very good year, but they were coming off the national championship, and Kentucky kind of the upstart with Cal rebuilding or whatever, reloaded really, I guess you could call it. But to to go in there, it felt like a really big deal to beat that North Carolina team that day. And then, like you said, they met up. They beat them to go to the Final Four. Um, at, at, well, like you said, they were on the other end of it with Luke May shot in 2017. But yeah. that was a lot of fun, uh, those games that they played. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, congrats to a legend on his retirement. I'm sure he's going to kick back and still watch plenty of basketball, Derek. Uh, we'll see what North Carolina does. Do they decide to go Wes Miller? Do they decide to go Hubert Davis, who's been there on staff? Or I saw Seth Davis throw out Brad Stevens' name. I don't I don't know about that, but if you're a Kentucky fan, I would not want Brad Stevens going to Chapel Hill. I really mm-hmm. wouldn't, because in the way the thing and the way the season is with Boston and the Celtics right now, who who knows? Uh, but Indiana kind of picked a bad year to get into the carousel, right? When you look at all these other jobs opening up, losing Chris Beard to Texas, uh, obviously Roy Williams retiring, someone's going to get that job. If Miller, if Wes Miller gets it. What you got to kind of keep an eye on Joel Justice as an assistant, getting possible looks at some head coaching positions there in Carolina, right? And with his with his connections yeah. to that part of the state. Yeah, I would think so. Wes Miller, who I immediately thought of, former player. Uh, seems like he's maybe been holding out, hoping for that uh, opportunity. Hubert Davis, of course, has been on the staff. He's just fifty years old. Uh, re- Big name. I mean, someone that I remember from college game day. I'm sure a lot of people do. I don't know if kids these days remember him from that. Recruits coming up. But either way, um, that will be an interesting one to follow. I kind of do wonder for Wes Miller if it's just maybe perhaps he has just enormous potential and it won't really matter. But, like, never won a tournament game, only 38 years old. Just a really big job to step into. But perhaps he's ready. Yeah. And I wasn't saying Joel Justice for the Carolina job. I'm saying if Wes Miller yeah. leaves there that you could see Joel's name thrown out just because that's the part of the country that Joel's from. He played college basketball in the state of North Carolina. I know he's coached there in different places. But we will uh, we'll continue to update that. That's obviously big news in the college basketball world. The portal, what happens with Mac McClung? Is he declared or anything? I haven't been following him. No, I haven't seen anything about Mac, but obviously just got there last year. But with this coach gone, who knows? Yeah, so that's an, that's an elite name to watch. You, you don't really know what's going to happen. But we wanted to hop on here just kind of talk about all the news that's happened in the last couple of days. Kentucky basketball is still trying to kind of figure out what it's going to do with its roster. Johnny Juzang is in the Final Four with UCLA. A lot to talk about as we move throughout this week, Derek. I'm sure we'll touch on a number of topics. We'll have mailbag episode coming up tomorrow, so I'm going to tweet that out. And then be ready, if you've listened to this episode, be ready and looking for an episode with Grant Bingham, Kentucky's newest football commitment. We will get that one out there to you. As always, this episode is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub with two locations, one in Palmville and one in Williamsburg, Kentucky. And then a third one will be opening very soon in London, Kentucky, April 15th. So it's April Fool's Day now. So just a couple of weeks from now, They'll have a third Butcher's Pub location that we'll be advertising. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook for more information. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. 
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.